0: Hey guys. Welcome to Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. Fun fact, my husband is not here with me today because he went to go drop our daughter off at the daycare and uh, his car broke down. So we're feeling like the the most hottest parents and the coolest parents ever with our baby in the back and our car broken down on the side of the road. That's cool. (laughs) But, uh, I'm here and we have amazing guests on today. I genuinely love following these two women. Uh, they're Cat they're and Nat. And I first figured out like who they were through Instagram. They do these things called Mom Truths and they're just like so relatable and so funny. And honestly, I'm a little insecure, uh, having like interviewing them without Doug because he's like definitely the funnier one. And, um, I don't know. He's just like really quick-witted and I'm just not that funny. And I'm like, these girls are so funny and so cool. And I'm here. I am like, hi. I don't know. I just feel a little, a little insecure, Um, but I'm so happy to have them on. And I feel like you guys are going to absolutely love these girls. So without further ado, here's Kat and Nat. Hello. Hi. Okay. So, How do we know when I see you on Instagram or, you know, wherever, how can we like easily identify you? Because you aren't like identical twins. Obviously you're not even, you're not even. That's always
1: in bed. (laughs) She spends a good portion lying down. Okay. Yeah, I do.
0: Yeah. My hair is darker. Yeah. A wee bit. It's not that much darker because you're both blondes.
1: Well, she has aquamarine eyes and I have brown eyes. Oh, she has no filler and I have lots. She's got fake eyelashes. I don't. Yes. Her nails are always long. Mine aren't. I'm usually drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I've recently taken that up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think that every girl in America just wants to be your guys' best friends. Me included.
1: Oh, you guys are so, I mean, we're just ridiculous. That's all we do. It's pretty fun being friends with us. That's true.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So as you can see, my husband isn't here right now. Do you want to hear the story behind this?
1: Yes. Um, We were just talking about it on Facebook live. I'm like, this is mind blowing because, you know, we've been married a long time and Sometimes we don't always like them, but I'm like dying to hear your story of
0: love at first sight. Oh, well, and on that note, I had another question for you because we never see your husband. So I was like, are they single mamas? Are they married mamas? I got nosy and snooped and I realized you, that you guys posted a while ago saying, yes, you do have husbands. <laughs> it's true. Yeah.
1: And they're both named Mark. <laughs>
0: see, that's yeah, crazy. See? You guys that's are me. like twins, except from a little differently because you have different
1: Yeah. But our moms are friends too.
0: So you guys have been friends for how long? High school. Wow. But
1: not like this. We became soulmates when we became moms.
0: Really? Tell us your story. I want to hear more about your story. Like what caused you guys to kind of come together like
1: Yours is way juicier. The (laughs) The dire straits of motherhood brought us together. Just being the very first to have kids. We were the first to get married. Like no one was even married when we were having kids. Um, We were the the youngest. How old were you? uh, We were like, like mid 20, like 20, like reasonable for America. Right. But like, uh, like, but for like where we live in the big city in Toronto, like our friends didn't even get married until they were in their thirties, you know, like, so we were on baby number two and they were in three and they were having their first kind of thing, you know?
0: So you had no one around you who was, who already had a baby.
1: No. And we thought it was going to be so fun and easy and like, oh my gosh, we have a cute baby. We're going to yeah. go on like stroller walks and like wear cute outfits. I literally had a vision of the baby sleeping between my husband and I and us like gazing at each other. And the baby's so cute and doesn't oh. cry and just eats him in Yeah. Sense. Right. Yeah.
0: My thing was like, oh, the baby's going to nap and I'll get work done. I'll clean, I'll, you know, while the baby's We napping. weren't even there.
1: <laughs> we were so naive. We were just like, everything will just stay status quo. It'll be perfect. We'll just have this bundle of love between us. And then then we found each other on Facebook. We hadn't seen each other in a bunch of years. And we were like, oh my gosh, we're in the same hellhole together. You have a baby. I have a baby. Let's do this. I really, it was very natural and organic. It was, we just went on a play date and I'm not joking. Like I went on a play date. My baby was six weeks old. I went on a play date with (laughs) Natalie and I never, I literally never left. It was like Aww. we were kind of like, do you want to do this again and like <laughs> again? And it just, it was, it was totally like dating. And then our friends were like, oh, you see Natalie. Like, yeah, it, it became like we were. And my husband's like Natalie, and I'm like, Well oh, yeah. And then we're want to live together. Ooh. And then we brought everyone into the fold, and everyone gets it. Now we go on vacations together. Aww. We do all the things together. So our mar- it's a non-traditional way of really like parenting and marriage because people don't do it like Ooh. marriage. We don't sleep with each other's husbands. Like, yeah, that's, don't, that's where we draw, like, you life know. is long. Okay. <laughs> you never know what can happen. Um, that's a cat thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got enough of my own. I, I know, know. I cannot I know. handle another. No, but, um, we do it together and we always say like in the olden days, uh, it took a village and people really helped each other out, but now everyone's supposed to do it on their own and handle all their business yes. all by themselves. But we kind of brought it back.
0: I love that. I like, you're making me want to go on a mommy play date ASAP to find my cat or nap <laughs>
1: Yeah. You, you know, it helps beyond just the friendship. I think when you have a really close friend who's also a mom around the same age as your children, you understand that you're not psychotic and your children aren't. It's right. just part of life. And I think that motherhood is so isolating, especially today, because everything is supposed to be Perfect and your children are supposed to be perfect, but they're not. Mm -hmm. So you need somebody to be able to vent and they don't look at you and go, Oh, really? They go, Me too. Yeah, Yeah. they just validate. And you need someone when you're going through a hard patch to be like, It's a phase. I got like just to. To be with you, not yeah. even to give you advice,
0: just to be with you. Oh my God, that's the best advice right there. It's just when someone's going through a hard time to just be with me. Yes. Just listen. Yes. You don't have to try to fix my problems. I'm not even asking for you to just listen to me, yeah. bent, please. <laughs> Does your husband do that for you? Oh, a hundred percent. Sometimes I'm like, he he might think I'm crazy. So okay, the reason that he's not here right now is because he went to drop our daughter off at the at our daycare and his car broke down. And so then I'm I, and I'm like, we have a
1: podcast. To record with cat and Nat, and I'm so excited. And I'm like, what are we gonna do? We can't tell them to wait. They're busy moms. We cannot tell them <laughs> that
0: we have to be after 10. So he was like, Jamie, just do it without me. And I was like, Yeah, I can't. I'm like, You're funny. I'm not funny. These girls <laughs> are so oh funny, my God, that's
1: <laughs> so cute. He's like, <laughs> and You're I funny. Think a lot of a lot of women do have their, their partners um to help them through those those things, but not everyone our husbands are are less. They they would love to help us, but they don't know how to. The listening isn't necessarily their forte. It's more like, what do you want to do about it? And I'm like, nothing. I just want you to hear me vent about the same topic seven times, you know?
0: Yeah. Do you and your husband both Work from home? No. So I work from home. And then Doug works at, he's a sales, uh, he works in sales. So he goes to the office like the normal nine to five kind of job thing. Today's Martin Luther King Day. So that's how this off. worked out. Because uh, oh, okay. you do home. it at
1: nighttime usually, right? Yeah.
0: So we usually do it after our daughter goes to sleep, which is we've realized. So we are new to the podcasting world. And we're figuring it out kind of like as we go, but we were, we were like, Oh, maybe when she goes to sleep, that'll be the perfect time to record an episode. Um, no, actually no. Cause she always wakes up. And so that, and like, she's crying in the background. We're like, Oh, pardon us for one moment. Our kid's crying in her crib. Got to get out and like address her.
1: So uh, we're
0: figuring out this whole, you know, parenting thing as we go, but it's like the best thing in the world. And we love podcasting. I, you know, I, you guys have had, a, have had a podcast for a while now, right? Just one, we've just done, we've, o- we've only done 11 podcasts. Yeah, I just actually subscribed to your podcast. I really, I mean, you guys are going to be like, she is a crazy stalker. Cause I was
1: like, no, you know what? That's, I, that's what we do. We, we stalk
0: people you like. That's we it. Love, that's we, it. Love
1: the, we love this space. And when, you know, you can learn from each other and connect with each other. It's like, it's amazing. Like we're so about. Like everyone coming together and everyone's when you do you, there's no competition because you're you and you know yes. like everyone just does themselves and if you are really truly you, there's no competition. It's the people who want to be like you know each other that you're like whoa and that that's
0: just yeah yeah yeah. The difference. I think the great thing too is that like there is always room for everyone to rise and grow and we can all yeah. love each other and support each other and it's like I think it when you think that. You know, if you get if you get lost on the thought that uh, one hand doesn't wash the other, then you're never gonna get your hand washed because like you need the other hand to wash the other. So we can all rise and grow and you know love each other, support each other. There's room for everybody at the top, and yeah, yeah. so we we can all get there. But um, totally. So okay. This is so. First of all, I found you. This is how I first discovered you. It was Instagram. I don't know how everyone else discovers you, but it was definitely Instagram and your mom truce. And I know that you guys do like a Facebook live. I've actually never seen that, and I I, so I'm not that big of a stalker. All right, so that we love by the way, we're all about we
1: stalk everybody. So don't you worry. You
0: the reason is though is that you guys really do make me feel more normal. Like, okay, no joke, the Marie Kondo thing. I mean.
1: Okay, that was a big one for a lot of people. Um,
0: Okay, so I watched your mom truth. Was I actually? think I'm going to pause here and play the audio right now for everyone who's on the podcast who hasn't seen your guys's mom truth on Marie Kondo. First of all, and also I'll give you guys who are listening uh, like a background. So Marie Kondo, if you haven't heard of her yet, she's she really is like she she's she has like a Netflix thing. She has she's an author of this book called The Magic of Tidying Up, I believe. Uh, she's
1: so viral.
0: Yeah, she's so viral. She's so, and she's so so cute and she's so perfectly put together and so elegant and graceful and everything that you think you can be as a mom. I don't know how she does it. uh, She has to get on the podcast (laughs) and like tell us, I mean, she must, she probably has a team of people that help her, but anyways, so here come Kat and Nat on their Instagram. This was literally as we I'm going to my Instagram right now to pull up your, your guys' mom's truth. I love it. Uh, because I think it's so relatable because this is my life and you make me feel so much better about it. Okay, so guys, everyone listening at home, you have to hear mom truth One second here. i here feel bad about her
1: disaster what does her car look like oh sh- i got so much sh- so in in this this happens the the stuff and then you need it if it got sunny i wouldn't have 400 sunglasses lying around it's i wouldn't I would, have a hairbrush i wouldn't have two f-ing apple watches i would have what a gift her? card i wouldn't have an old cat mariconda sifty cap starbucks cups. look at <laughs> that what if i lost what one hair man i could probably find another whoops Another one, see? Is this is called the cat and that show. That's yeah. the mess that I am. I just think those moms, we have so many things on our plate right now to make us feel bad about what we're doing. And then all of a sudden, when we're all having this conversation about yeah. how it's too much, yeah. Marie f- Kondo shows up all over my social media making me feel bad about my disorganized junkie house. It's just a trend. Yoga, famous way, Marie Kondo. I want to meet this lady. Me too. She's probably so elegant. Yeah. Yeah. F- no, We're not <laughs> Oh <nothing. laughs> God, so many beats. Oh my gosh. I love it. <laughs> Do you know, Jamie, that she, when we posted that, she actually messaged us back with like laughing face. Really? Or she did. not I was like, You get, you get the gold medal for laughing about that. You know, know? it's probably her because she has such a simple life. Like she doesn't have all this clutter that she can do everything, including social.
0: Got it. See, that's it. You know what? Okay. So that led me to go. I was like, oh, she has a Netflix show. And I'm not even kidding you last night. I'm looking at her Netflix show and I'm like, so, I mean, this, this is, this is the one hand washing the other. You girls are washing her hands because I went right to her Netflix show and then I watched it. I was like, God, I got to change the way I fold my clothes. Like I really got, I got to fold differently. I think that there is a method behind her madness. Like if you fold yeah, the clothes. totally. Yeah. Although, I mean, I, but I'm with you guys in the sense that I'm like, I now, but now I'm like, I got to fold my clothes differently. But like, I do, I'm going to give it a shot. This Marie Kondo thing, because I think it's going to help if you. If you
1: love organization, she is like a leader in that. Like she gives oh, yeah. you a method, you know, an organization. But for us, that's just, we just are like, I would, I would love I that. Know. I would I, love I, to I, do that. I actually think I might be watching the show. I'm looking around and I'm like, What would Marie Kondo think of that bookshelf? Like what? Why is there an old gumball machine up there? Why is it there? She would say, if it
0: doesn't spark joy, get rid of it. Does the gumball machine spark you some joy, Nat?
1: No, I got no joy over there. Take that (laughs) gumball machine and
0: throw it out. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) And then you might be able to like feel more decluttered in your brain. I think that's the whole point of it all, right? Is to like... So throw everything out. Basically. Throw
1: everything out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Unless it sparks you some joy and then you keep it.
1: <laughs> I feel like I need Marie or her team to come to my house to help me because although I know these things don't bring me joy, I can't actually get to them to pick them up and throw them out because I got so many other things going on.
0: Yeah. Cause you're a busy mom. Uh, yeah. And then on that note too, when I, I don't know if for you guys, but when I try to do this whole like declutter or organize or whatever, like I'll like look at a piece, like a shirt I haven't worn in like three years and I'll be like, Oh, I'll fit in that again. Oh, I really love that. I looked so cute in that before I'm going to save that. <laughs>
1: I just get bored halfway through the process or process. I'm just like, I'm done. I'm like, Oh God, that was a good effort. And then I just, you know, I, I do it in small bits and that's like, you're always throwing out clothes. I'm like, yep, I am. I'm always really Me too. Like, but when I get rid of my closet and I get rid of all the clothes, there's actually not that many clothes left. I feel like you do it all the time. And then I see your closet and it's still, Jam. I know. I got a problem. Rain? I like hoodies. I really like hoodies. I'll buy every. I'll buy every hoodie possible. Can you have all these random dresses. I talk? listen. They're from like. They're from a lot. They're like from when I was a teenager. You know. I'm like. I like that. Yeah. You know You're what? Right. I'm like. I like that. All you today. know what you should do. I'm just thinking about this. Is I could come to your house because I see you every day. If I haven't seen you in something, Purge it. I'll just get rid of it. And, and you okay. should do the same for me. seems like a lot of work, but okay. Ugh, one okay. day. Oh my God. When the
0: gosh. kids go to college. You guys can have your own Marie Kondo that's like a, but that's like the, the mom version where it's like
1: personal, yeah.
0: personal Marie Kondo. Where yeah. is she? Come on in. Let's do this. <laughs> Love it. Okay. So one, it's one thing that I read about you guys is that you stumbled your way to becoming mom millionaires. I like want to know how you did this and how you can help other moms. How, a, help me become a mom millionaire. Other moms listening. I'm sure they want to know how they can become mom millionaires. Any tips for that?
1: So that's honestly what the crux of our podcast is—is is just sort of like the notion of how we built, um, Kat, like our company, and the reason we started it was because oh, I, I'm like getting brutally honest here, but it isn't our podcast that the pressure our husbands felt to bring an income in and support us and our kids was kind of crippling for us, and we we have single moms and. We never really felt comfortable ever spending a dollar of their money, and I, they didn't they didn't make us feel that way, right, but that's just how we felt, maybe because of how we grew up and you know um, when we started it, it was to alleviate the stress of them, and that that was really why we did it, and then it just be, and they weren't totally supportive of it because we changed the game and we were at home, and they, we were taking time away, and we, we couldn't hire babysitters, we couldn't afford daycare like daycare in, in Toronto where we live is a, almost like $2,000 a month.
0: Wow. per kid. a so mortgage. Kids.
1: Yeah. So you, and <laughs> you so have we seven kids. Afford, yeah. <laughs> $2,000 a kid? Yeah. Oh we, have, my. we have seven between the two of us. I, so we yeah. couldn't afford to actually put them in childcare. So we had to figure it out. So we, we started this before influencer marketing was a thing. And the hardest part too in that time was that we were trying to alleviate some of the stress um, to try and figure out a way to make money without like, Putting the kids in daycare and going to a job every day, but at the same time, in the beginning, we weren't making any money. And even though we believed we could get there, our husbands were like, "I, I don't see how this is ever going to make any money."
0: First of all, I love hearing you know how you guys. It sounds like you guys were stay-at-home moms in the beginning, right? So your husbands were working, you guys weren't, and you didn't want to take money from your husbands because you feel guilty. I mean, we, we you know, we. It's weird because us as women, we're growing up in a society now where it's like the working mom is so cool and it's great to have your own thing, and then the stay-at-home mom is it's totally celebrated because it's like, oh, we all know that stay at home mom works way harder than any going to work mom. And I can say that because I am a working mom. And like, honestly, when I was just at home with my daughter, I would like, I mean, I had to do, I had to have an outlet. Like I had to do something other than just being a mom because I, I don't know how stay at home. I don't know how stay at home moms do it. Like, it's just like a lot of goo goo ga And like, you know, it's, and it's never just like the baking, the cookies and making your no. house clean. It's like, Holy crap, your kids are running everywhere and like they're crying and they're running nose. And well, it's like, you also have to educate
1: them and teach them and do stuff like you're just, it's the pressure. It's a pressure, you know, it's a big pressure. It, and and every single thing falls on you if you're the one at home, because you know, he will, he will think, well, you had all day here. So like you could do it all. Yeah. And we're like, dude, I, and you know, the thing is a lot of working moms, everything still falls on them. Yeah. They go to work and they manage all of that. And then they come home and they've got to almost make up the whole day in the nighttime, in two hours to make it, you know, like the pressure on women is so mind blowing. And the fact that they rarely complain, they just get it done because that's what moms do. it it always, you know, and especially moms who are doing it. it, We said, we need to get rid of single mom and call them super mom. You know, the ones who are doing it alone day in and day out, like single mom needs to go and super mom needs to come in because, you know, they carry carry everything, including the mental load and the physical and the the financial, you know? I genuinely
0: couldn't imagine. Like there are times when I like sit with my daughter and it's just her and I and you know, sometimes I'll pull out my phone and I'll start looking at Instagram and I'm like, wait, I got to be present with my daughter. And I mean, I can't imagine not having any help but I mean, I'm so fortunate that I have my in-laws that babysit. And then I, my husband is like super dad. Like he's awesome. And then, yeah. I, yeah. Oh my God. He like is way better at being a mom than I am. Like he's oh yeah.
1: good. He That's So right. love at first sight the way to go. I,
0: I know. I, oh, I never did tell you how we got married. So married. Yeah. We were on a show called married at first sight. And, uh, I know it sounds very radical, it is very radical, but and I, I mean it's so funny now because talking to someone who hasn't watched the show, it's 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 really it's interesting to like to say it again. I'm almost like I'm like I'm almost like it's just so crazy. Like, I can't, yes. and now that we I love crazy. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm crazy number one over here and then awkward number two. That's like who I am. <laughs> but, uh, long story short, basically, so this is so weird to tell my story. I feel like everybody listening to the podcast is like, I already know how you got married. But, uh, in case you don't know how I got married. So, a long, long time ago. So, about, it's almost been five years now that we've been married. But, um, so first things first is I was on The Bachelor and I was very, oh, very I awkward. And like, I, first of all, I should actually rewind even further than that to make you understand the full entire story. So I gained custody of my siblings when I was uh, a freshman in college. So I had had you know my siblings during college. I never dated. I was I felt very embarrassed because my mom you know had she she's a drug addict and I don't know who my father is. And you know when you go on dates, like the number one question is like eh, like you just inevitably talk about college, which then leads to like parents. And I'm well for, at least it did for me because college was. Me and my sisters, and like I didn't live in any sorority, or I had no college life at all. So dating was always awkward. And you know, the Bachelor comes on, and I never really watched the Bachelor. But you know, this the commercial came on. My friend said, "Oh, you should apply for that," and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to," and uh because uh, I I saw the Bachelorette, where like you got to like pick the man you wanted, and so I was like, "Oh." This sounds great. Meanwhile, I'm like 21 <laughs> years old and like don't know what I want for myself, let alone for a man to to marry. But long story short, The Bachelor ends up like choosing me. And I live in a trailer in a trailer park with my two sisters and a and a, a foster... I can't I remember actually the foster child. I had a foster child at one point too. But I think at this point, she had been like, I know it's nuts. I don't know why I thought I like I thought that I should go on The Bachelor. But anyways, I was like, this sounds like a really fun idea. And so I go on The Bachelor and I'm surrounded by obviously what appears to me like wealth and like women who are... I mean, all these girls in The Bachelor come on. They're gorgeous. And like, I remember this one girl was like, my horse ranch with my parents. And the, she literally said the sidewalks weren't concrete. They were something else like cobblestone or something. And I was like, Yeah, we have like nothing in common, and like I can't tell anybody. (laughs) I'm like cobblestone sidewalks. What is she even talking about? Like, who cares what your sidewalk is? But anyways, (laughs) I felt like I didn't belong there. I shouldn't be there, and so inevitably, I was the. That's where awkward comes in. Like, I was so awkward. I was like, this guy's not gonna want me. Like, he's got this girl who has cobblestone sidewalks. Like, why would he want the girl that lives in a trailer park? So, anyways, that was a complete disaster. Like, I'm genuine. Like, just recently, there was like the the number one. Worst moments in The Bachelor, and I was number one. I'm like my husband. We I found out by tweet, like people tweeted us, like, "Oh, you are the number one worst kisser ever in, in The Bachelor." Oh, and my, my husband actually saw it first and like gave me a high five, and this is why I love him. But uh, yeah. So, anyways, that's like the pre- What was re- your guy again? I watched you. Oh, really, Ben Flannick? Oh, oh yeah. I'm sure you probably know. I, I tried giving him a lap dance and like being sexy.
1: Like <laughs> I love you. I love you. You know what? <laughs> you need to listen to our podcast because and our book has a really uh like you're a lot like us that's all i have gonna like <laughs> oh well that's probably why uh, yeah. i love
0: you because you make yeah. me feel normal so long story short after all of that i'm totally and then i'm embarrassed i feel like every guy i go on a date with saw the bachelor and they're like oh i can't date that girl she's the worst kisser in america i was like i'm never gonna get you know a husband and all i wanted was just a nice happy family so long story short casting people called and they said there's this thing called date uh it's supposed to be called the love experiment that's what they told us and it was supposed to be dating and we're gonna have these experts hold hand or you know like kind of hold our hands in the process and then they they like throw the bomb on you that it's actually you're marrying a stranger and you have no anything about him and you know but trust us because we're experts and this is all scientifically based and i'm i was crazy enough to trust them but honestly it sounds Sounds crazier than it is because I, you actually know these experts. I mean, it is crazy. Don't get me wrong. And I love everyone. People, people t- say to your face, oh, you're so brave. And behind your back, they're like, you are crazy. Like, you're I, I love it. Nuts. I actually love it. But it worked out. I mean, I think that my husband and I were both just genuinely looking for a real love and a real relationship. And it was not love at first sight. I, I did not fall in love with him and um I actually like had a panic attack on my wedding day because I was not attracted to him entirely. And so I was like, oh no, this isn't gonna work out. Like I, I thought there would be like instant chemistry. There's none of that. And like how can we grow from here? I just like, couldn't see us actually being together. And you know, five years later, almost here, you know, here we are. And he's like the most amazing man alive. Like I am so lucky to have him in my you life. You
1: know what? That is so juicy. That story so juicy. is like one in a million. I love it. It is like I have, have to go like, back and watch it. recommend we watch it on repeat.
0: Uh, you know what? It's on Lifetime. I think you can get it at Lifetime on demand or like YouTube. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> you can For find someone who said they were so awkward and uncomfortable like girl you nailed it because you obviously knew something you like pushed through something yeah knew it was right for you like that's a lot of pressure and that's hard
0: yeah that's amazing you know what it was i i genuinely i was like i have four experts who are going to like scientifically analyze me and other people and then pair us together i, I was like god this is like i felt like lucky that they were that maybe that i could find this perfect match for me scientifically and so then i was like if like based on paper awesome. we match then we can figure it out. I don't know. For me, that's how, maybe because I'm a nurse, I went to school to be a nurse. And so I was like, science is like my thing. And I was like, I don't know. I just believed in the scientific process of it. And I...
1: What did your sisters say? Were they like you or were they like, go for
0: it? So this is my mom for you. She goes, oh, honey, you're going to be a beautiful bride. And I was like, Bob, like this is a stranger. You're not worried at all. She's like, oh, you're going to be such a beautiful bride. I was like, okay, thanks, mom. I love you. My sisters were like, this is the thing is I'm the older sister. So they, it's always been, and I had custody of them. So I was, I've always been the one to kind of lay down the rules, tell them, do their chores, make them get out of school, get out of bed, go to school, that kind of thing. So they've never, it's, our relationship has always been like that. Like I'm the older sister and telling you what's up. So they, they wouldn't be like, you know, no, what are you crazy or anything like that they were so, they're so respectful and sweet to me. And they were like, obviously they thought I was nuts, um but they were like, you know we love you, and if you you think this is good, and and of course I gave him a spiel like this is scientifically based. I'm not, not, I mean I was of course defending myself from the get go. Like I'm not crazy. I really believe. Like if you met the experts, you would know that they're not just like these like fame whore people that want to be on TV to like match people like randomly for some TV drama. This is nothing like The Bachelor, is what I would say.
1: Um, you were tra- you were trying to convince them while you were also convincing yourself 100, percent which I think and you helped get to me. write a book. Oh, I have. You, need you to know write
0: what? a book I did write a book. It's called Wifey One Hundred and One. The thing is, is I yeah. and I'm actually writing a second book right now too. Um, but the first I, one, I I was like, I uh, self published, which is, I, are you guys? You guys are not self publishing, are you? No, so smart. I was.
1: Oh, I your mean, title in the second part. What does that mean? Because I haven't read the book. I need to read the book. But what did that mean? Yeah. What does it mean?
0: So my the title is Wifey One Hundred and One. Everything yeah. I Got Wrong After Finding Mister Right. And right. I'll tell you. Okay, so. A small example is this. This is why I <laughs> I have issues. Okay, the first time, I mean, I so I don't like my husband when I, when we meet, right? I like was like, no, it's not going to work out. And then we get to the honeymoon, and this has been a couple days later, and I'm starting to have butterflies. I'm like, I'm starting to like him, and I can tell that like he's a really nice guy. And He's oh my god, he's so funny, and he has a body like you wouldn't believe. And so oh, that's so oh yeah, he like took off his shirt, and I was like, oh boy, like this is he's a handsome man. So I. <laughs> I have like a bottle of wine, like to myself, basically, and yes. I was like, "Oh, shouldn't I see your penis?" Like, I mean, I'm your oh wife. Oh my god, I love you so much. And like, it's <laughs> so. But this is this is where I'm so awkward. I like I I wanted to deescalate it though, because I was like, I don't, I didn't want to have sex with him. Like, I had this rule. I ha- and you know if I if I was still single, I would have this rule. I think women everywhere should have this rule. So you don't sleep with a man, no matter how much you like him. You can do everything under the book, but you don't sleep with him at least like two months to three months in, depending on how often you see each other. Because when you let it escalate and you say, you know, no, I'm not ready. You see how much they respect you. Because if you want a man that's going to respect you, that's one way you find out. And I know it sounds a little strange, but it's worked out very well for me in the past. Like I... I was able to really like, if I mean, I've had guys come to my face and be like, you bitch, like right after like th- refusing to have sex, even though they knew that I didn't want to have sex. So, like, to me, that was like a sign, like, okay, well, just you is, weed them out. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, I'm not, I don't have years to waste on dating. This is how I felt back in the day because I wanted to have like, I wanted to be like you guys and have kids super early in the 20s or whatever. Um, But because that's like, I'm not from the city. So, like, where I'm from, that's normal. You have kids, you get married yeah. like, in the early 20s, you have kids in your early 20s. Um, but anyway so i had that rule even with with my husband and i think ultimately i was a, a bit like scared to have sex too like i've i've like truth be told i've only slept with five guys including my husband so like i you know it's all like i have like a like, great experience sleeping with men i guess yeah but anyways uh i told him that so i was trying to de-escalate the situation because we're only like three days into our marriage and i like but i wanted to see his penis because i really liked him (laughs) and i go oh i thought it i think i said something like i thought it was going to be bigger than that or something just absolutely absolutely terrible like just yeah but like this is why my husband and i work i'm kid you not i'm like drunk as a skunk saying you know touching his penis saying oh you know that's not what i expected like who says that even if First of all, it wasn't true, obviously. Yeah, but who's you didn't it? know what to say. It's true, yeah, I didn't know what to say. I was like, "Oh God!" Like here I am, not touching his penis, and like he probably thinks I want oh to have sex with script. him. I don't want to have sex with him. Like this is oh, how did we get here? And then I say something terrible like that, and here we are, five years later. This is that. That's all a testament to how great my husband your is. husband
1: is. Like a ten out of ten. I'm, I'm dying I'm, that he's not here right now, even more. Yeah, oh. but that is so good. I know. Oh, wow, I love it. Okay, you should probably see your penis. <laughs> I <laughs> probably do that. Just let me look. Yeah. No, I don't want to do anything, but just want to see if I'm in a hundred percent or not. 100%. Yeah.
0: I mean, obviously I was satisfied because here I am, but I couldn't tell him that then. I don't how weird, right? Just so awkward. But I'm so excited for your guys' book because I heard their book is coming out March twelfth. Is that right?
1: Yeah, and it, it is. Yeah,
0: and it's called Mom Truths. You guys, I feel like I know you guys as cat and Nat and hashtag mom truths, right? Like that's yeah, pretty much who and- you are.
1: We have, we have our, how we met our husbands and story, like the awkwardness of like children with them in the beginning and sort of a bit of our background. I have a crazy chapter in there about my life growing up. And we just, it's really a book about re- relating to mums as women and not about advice, but kind of w- our theories on parenting, which is like, we're all going to be okay. Yeah. Like, let's just all take it off the, the gas off the pedal, whatever that pedal off the gas. And let's just take a deep breath smile at each other. We got each other. Life is crazy. Like, let's take the pressure cooker out of this situation.
0: I love that. I really genuinely do. And then also, I saw that your guys' Mom Truce tour, is that is that like in correlation to your book, the tour that you guys are yeah. going on? Oh, yeah, I
1: yeah, part too. We did we did tour number one. And then- Yeah, that was called The Fun Show. And then this is tour number two, which is Mom Truce Live, which is just as fun. if about more than the last tour, but it also incorporates a little bit more of the podcast in the book as well.
0: That's so amazing. And you guys are already, I mean, you guys are already sold out in like a, in several locations. Yes, well, where do you I live? I live, I mean, not gonna lie. So I'm in Jersey now. I'm we're gonna be in LA uh, all of February and March. And I'm so bummed because you're in Atlantic City. Uh I, I saw that you're in Atlantic City in, in March. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, we are. And I was like, You get could. to
1: be in LA for all of February and March in the winter.
0: That was planned a hundred percent.
1: Why do you get to do that? Your uh, husband can work anywhere? He
0: can work remote. Yeah. So, so no joke. So I get married to him. First of all, I always, always want to live in California. Always, always, always. Then I get married and he lives in Jersey. So I was like, I mean, we're we, we end up moving to Jersey. He doesn't want to live in California, but I'm like, if we go to California, he's not here so I can talk about this. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. <laughs> but, uh, if we go to California for two months, he loves to surf. I'm like, Ooh, maybe I can try to, I mean, I want to be near his family for our kids. I, like. We only have one daughter right now, but I'm envisioning I want to have four kids and like maybe adopt a couple. So of course I want to be near his family for that. But I'm also love LA. It's have you guys been? It's like yes. we go a lot. It's the best, love LA. It? Oh, I want to yes. live there. I was like, we can like my goal in life is to not you know not necessarily become a millionaire, but have enough money where I can have our home here in Jersey and then have like a small little condo out there, and we can live there while the kids are in school and then every single break come back to Jersey to visit his family. Doesn't that sound perfect? I that mean, sounds like a great idea. Brian? I'm
1: with you. Sign us up. Let's get a compound. We're going. because go. we, live in Tor- we live in Toronto and it's like negative a million today. I don't know how you live in Cor- and,
0: Toronto. It's freezing up there. It, it, no, it's the same as you. You think so? I yeah. think it's colder.
1: No, it's a little bit colder, <laughs> but just by a few degrees. You can't even tell. Okay. Cause like we spend so much time in New York too, uh-huh. but um, what we want to do is we, we want to live in LA, but it, same like you, like our families all live in Toronto. So, like we're so pissed that this is where we're from. Although we love Canada, <laughs> I know. we're like, dang it, I don't, I can't handle this, but I can't leave them.
0: Yeah, yeah, I 100, percent. I know that's the struggle. So I'm like, okay, if we can have a home here and a home there, then it's like, what's the difference? Like, I mean, we it's not like we visit them daily. Like, we we'll visit them every single holiday, every single break. Like, yeah. You,
1: just keep saying it. Keep
0: saying it. February
1: it and March will be a really good example
0: that's for him. It. That's him
1: He'll fall in love and be like, you know what? Let's not go back.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm And his parents already, you know, we're flying them out to say thank you because they babysit for free for us, which is like, I mean, you know how expensive you we were talking about yeah. it earlier, how expensive it is. We were like, thank you so much for that. So we got them tickets to come out also because we know that they're like a little devastated. We're going to be gone for two months. So and then his dad goes the other day, oh, I'm going to come out again at the end of it. So I was like, oh, your parents like it. They might come. And if they come out and visit, then I'm like, I mean, why are you there? So just, I'm, I'm just really we're just there. To, first of all, I I love doing TV host work. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm a host of this show called Married at First Sight Unfiltered. It's an after show now, so I yes. love TV host work. Obviously, New Jersey isn't really like the, the prime spot for that, and LA is. So I was like, what if I got another TV hosting job? I mean, I love that. So and also was just. You know, I, I,
1: I make just, it happen. yeah,
0: that, I'm all about that. So yeah. So we're, you know, and, but more than anything, I just love LA. I love the weather. It's like depressing when you look outside here in New Jersey, it's like gloomy I mean, right now. The when sunshine, do you leave? Like two weeks? Literally February 1st. Like, so I got uh, a little Airbnb from February 1st all the way to April 1st. So that's it. And then my husband's working remote and we're going to make this ish happen.
1: <laughs> I'm like, we had too many
0: kids. But I w- on that note, though, I was checking all your eyes' tour dates because I'm like, I want to go see their truth show. So yeah. I'm going to be in LA when you guys are in New Jersey, but I have a friend in Chicago and you guys aren't sold out in Chicago yet. So, no. And that's not until May. I mean, I told you. Yeah. I definitely stalked you.
1: Girl, you're going to come. So, and we're going to be adding June and July dates as well. Oh, you yes, are? We've it now, so we're going to be in a lot of... We already did LA last spring. Um, but there's going to be a lot of other dates that are added. So there I am will be
0: so inspired by you too. I genuinely am. I think that so many moms, I mean, I speak on behalf of so many moms. Like we are so inspired by you and thank you for being you. You're just so normal and like relatable and just, you make we me feel, feel the real. same
1: way about you. I, like you I, love, all yeah. I, I can't wait to share this episode with our people. Cause they're going to be like, Oh, you will have a lot of people who will fall in love with you because your honesty and your transparency and your you know, just Aww. your journey is so incredible. Like, and don't worry that your husband wasn't there, although we can't wait to meet him, too. You are really funny as well.
0: Thank yeah, you. you're very funny. I was, yeah, I amazing. was a little uh insecure coming on because I'm like, these two nope. girls are so nope. funny and they're so nope. cute. You're funny and you're,
1: you're well spoken and you're a really good storyteller and, and you're really? charming. Oh my god, And you're pretty, and you're and really, right, really likable. Oh. Like, like, you're, yeah, you've got a very likable personality. I like. I would want to just sit with you all day and like, let's Aww. go do this.
0: You're yeah. Even
1: without cobblestone sidewalks. Yeah. I still, don't know. I,
0: don't, I still don't have the cobblestone sidewalks. I haven't made it there yet. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I don't know what that is. Maybe it wasn't cobblestone. It was some not normal concrete sidewalks. Which people think. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what that is. I'm I'm just picturing my head like gold sidewalks. Like, is that really a thing? I thought that was only in heaven. <laughs> uh, right? She probably
1: comes from heaven. Yeah, She <laughs> yes, probably lives in heaven. Probably. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So if people can't find you, um, I wanted to... Get, like everybody who's listening, I know they already have fallen in love with you as well. So if they wanted to be able to find you on Instagram and Facebook and all the places... we
1: are just... Cat and Nat, Cat and Nat everywhere. C a t a n d n a t. Even the website, everything,
0: everywhere. Cat and Nat everywhere. So their site is catandnat.ca, and their handle is catandnat at you know on every Facebook. social platform. Gotcha. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, YouTube, all of them. Love it. And then I know that for your book, it is available everywhere books are sold, and that's yes. your book is called Mom Truths, right? Yes. So, guys, I highly recommend pre-ordering because you know if it sells yeah. out, you got to get yourself a copy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you so much for coming on and chatting with us, and thank you for being just normal, real moms who like just share, like, make us all feel way better about not being the perfect mom, quote unquote.
1: <laughs> thank you so much for having. Us. I can't wait to share this episode. I'm so excited. Oh my gosh, me too. And you know what? We're gonna set a goal of while you're in LA. We're going to yes. be there for some reason and we're going to go out for a cocktail. I yes, would we love are. that. You have yeah, no have idea how much I that. love that.
0: Okay. I love yeah. you guys. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Like we're BFFs now. It is. It's done. It's done deed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Bye guys. Thank you so much for being Bye. on. Bye. Bye. I
1: did
0: it. I did a whole podcast all by myself and they didn't even thought I was funny. So, I mean, I guess that's not too bad, right? Doug still isn't back with the baby. I did his parents. I mean, don't worry. I didn't like leave him hanging or anything. Like his parents were helping him out, and Gracie's with the sitter. So it was fortunately it was right next to the sitter. It's not like they were like freezing on the side of the road stranded. And I was like, oh wait a minute, gotta go record a podcast with Cat and Nat. <laughs> Although I may have done that. No, just kidding. <laughs> No, uh, they're fine. Doug's on his way home now. Actually, so I'm going to get off this podcast. Uh, we record these early, and by the time you hear this podcast, it's going to be February 6, and we'll have been in LA for six full days. I am so so excited for this. We are so happy. So, uh, I, as you guys know now, we I don't know why we haven't shared this more publicly, but we're going to be living in LA all of February and all of March. Uh, we're going to just you know. Doug's able to work remote and I am too. And so we're going to just see how Los Angeles treats us. And next week, we have two more awesome guests. My friend Erica Rose from The Bachelor is joining us and she's going to talk all about like being a single mom and finding love, even though she had a baby, you know, like how you find the right guy while you're a single mom. Because, I mean, that's, I can't imagine how tough that is, and yeah. So her and her her new hubby are coming on, and Erica I met on The Bachelor like way back when. Like, if you guys remember, if you, any of you watched The Bachelor from forever ago, she's the girl that wore the tiara. And if you watched my season of Bachelor Pad, she's the girl that wore the tiara. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited to have them on and chat all things parenting with them, and just I mean, I, I can't wait to just chit chat with her in general. So please go ahead and subscribe now and. Uh, Stay tuned for next week. I just realized I forgot to do the book thing that we've been promising you guys. Every week, we're going to read a little snippet from the book. I feel like I'm off my game without without my husband. He's like the man behind the machine. So one moment, I'll grab the book and I will read a little snippet for you. Okay. So here is the snippet from chapter three of my book, Wifey 101, Everything I Got Wrong After Finding Mr. Right. You can find this on Amazon, or I would love to sign a copy and ship it off to you. My website is com. So, this is from chapter three, and it's kind of appropriate Doug's not here because I'm talking about an ex and an ex that I was very much in love with. And it was like the only good relationship that I had prior to Doug. And so, I was always kind of wondering if maybe I should have stayed with him and if I could have made that work. Uh, so, I was like, this is... I mean, obviously, we we're married because we were married right from the get-go. So this was not good to be wondering while I'm married to my husband. But uh, okay. So chapter 3 is uh, Bride to Be or Not to Be. And here we go. Like a pig in mud, I was happy. Stan and I were unofficially together. The sex was the best I've ever had. Our chemistry was off the charts. But we were allergic to labels. We allowed each other a lot of space and independence and avoided calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend. At the same time, I returned to my first job at Cortland Regional Medical Center as a labor and delivery nurse and started making real money for the first time in my life. My younger siblings now 20 and 18 were old enough to take care of themselves and doing pretty well despite what they'd been through. Amy Lynn was following in my footsteps at the local community college and my brother was in construction and my sister Leah was pregnant with her first child. And then I just continue on to talk about I mean, well, here we go. Because I have a vagina and boobs, there was some interest in me from the guys on The Bachelor. So then I go on to talk about The Bachelor and my experience there, and just kind of like behind the scenes of The Bachelor and my experience in that, which was not the best experience ever, to be very honest. And yeah, I'm really excited. I hope you guys do order yourself a copy of my book because I really poured my whole heart and soul. Oh, into the book. Sorry, I just lost my arm on the chair. But uh, I did. I poured my heart and soul into this book. And I I just really hope that it helps inspire and uplift other women. So yeah, next week, Erica and Chuck, go grab the book if you haven't already read it. And please join us on Instagram. I'm at Jamie N. Otis. And Douglas is at, at Doug Hainer. And we're on Facebook and Twitter and all those fun places. And we just like to connect with you guys. We genuinely do. So um Yeah, we'll see you next week, Wednesday, every morning. We pop, we pop, we drop, we drop a new podcast episode.